Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. afternoon. Welcome to Blog Talk USA. It's about 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, each and every day, the sun rises and sets, whether you see it or not. It appears that every day we see another young black brother's life has been taken away. Is America at a civil unrest? Have people become so tired to where we don't know what the end result? But before we get off into any more of what the show is going to be about tonight, we're going to pause and do what we have been accustomed to doing all of our lives in the black church. Before we start anything, we always try to have a word inspired by God. So we're going to pause and let a gentleman come in and pray for this uh, show, play for, pray for some healing, uh, pray for some solutions, and pray for everybody that's part of this civil unrest. So we're going to pause briefly and let the gentleman come in. Hello? Good afternoon. How you doing? Good, good evening, my brother. Reverend Hall, we're happy to be with you. And okay, let us, Reverend. Let us, yeah, Reverend Hall, yes. yes I'm Sherwin's cousin. Okay, Reverend Hall. Let us all, let us all pray now and go look Look to the Lord. God of heaven, we thank you for all things, Father. We thank you for your power, your creative power, your healing power, your protective power. We thank you that all, God, that, that every good and perfect gift that cometh from above comes from you. I pray right now, Lord, that you would bless and anoint this call, anoint this show, uh, this discussion, and this meeting of the minds, Father, that you would be here with wisdom and, Lord God, with, with, with prudence and, and intake as we come to just, just just minister to each other and bounce ideas off each other and let this situation even be fruitful and inspirational. Lord, thank you for stopping by to bring healing and bring peace. We rebuke fear. We lose the anointing of God to set free and deliver. We thank you for your precious anointing right now going to Somerville, Texas. Oh, God, Minneapolis, Lord, Atlanta. Lord, these senseless, just, just vile killings, just, or blasphemous killings that are taking place of the souls of men, Lord God, that you created in your image and after your likeness. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for turning this thing around. Devil, we bind you in the name of Jesus, and we command this to stop. Give wisdom, Lord God. Give thank you for raising up great leaders, those of great courage, those of great daring, in the name of Jesus, that are not afraid, but we realize that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And in Jesus' name, we bind the spirit of violence. And, Lord, we pray that you'll wrap your arms around these families that are hurting and that are shedding tears tonight, that you'll be greater than a handkerchief, you'll be greater than a, that you'll be a God that will be in the midst to heal and dry those tears. As you said in your word, Lord Jesus, let not your heart be troubled. And we take that word, we take that promise, and we go with it. In Jesus' name, bring a blessing this evening in this 
this time we'll have together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen, Reverend Hall. Thank you for coming on and giving us a word of God. And we know that uh, for the last six or seven years, I believe we started uh, with an uprising out in Inkster, Michigan. And then we huddled on over to Ferguson, Missouri. And tonight, we have one of our very own who has basically indirectly directly been a part of something that's going on in the country where civil unrest seems to be out of hand. We have all believed that uh, protecting and serving has been the job of those who wear the badge. But we also know deep down inside for those who are willing to admit that every apple that's in the bucket is not a good apple. And that bad apple that's in the bucket can always mess up everything else that's going on. So tonight, Ron, Simp, we're going to deal directly with some people who were involved, as the minister said, in Somersville, Texas. Uh, I'm not hmm. uh, aware of everything that has gone on, but I have seen some Facebook posts. I have seen some videos, uh, whatever the case may be. So, Ron, what we're going to do is uh, let, let, let's, before we get off into that, let's just have a, a general discussion about some of the other things that's going on. Spend about five minutes or so on that, you and Simp, and uh, we'll go directly into it because we, we need to break the ice. Uh, Simp, we can bring you in because you know a little bit more about it. Break the ice so those that are out there listening uh, will understand exactly from the beginning to the end uh, what is going on, what is taking place, and why protesting is uh, very relevant uh, in these days. Simp, come on in and tell us uh, what's basically going on in a brief synopsis. Mike, good evening, everybody. I'm here. Aware of that. Okay, I'm here. Uh, I was just speaking right now. I, I, I'm not going to say too much because it upset me because uh, all these are uh, my friends down in Somerville. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I went to their church, uh, played basketball for them down there. They're all good people and they ate at their house, stayed at their house, and it upset me. And uh, I really wanted to get my gun and go down there. I was I was so upset. It really hit home because uh, I'm talking about real friends with these people down there. So uh, I'll let Mike D go ahead and talk a little bit because uh, I really want to go to some of them, so i got to stay out of this conversation. Okay. Uh, Mike D, uh, I know that emotions are going to be involved. Uh, Try as best as you can before they kick in uh, because we want to make sure that everybody that's uh, out there listening or will go back and listen to the archive will get a full, complete understanding of what has taken place and why we're discussing this tonight. How's everybody doing? Uh, this might, um, I'm, like you asked, I'm going to do my best to keep my emotions to myself. Um, I, the crazy part is I'm here in Atlanta, and I'm seeing everything that's going on here. And... You know, you see what's going on across our country, things that are being said. I know where I come from. It's small town, west of Houston, called Somerville. I grew up there, played ball there, graduated, left left home. I know a lot, if not everybody, in the town. I either know their parents, grandparents, 
great grandparents pending out there still surviving. Of course, my family, the Moors, Washington, Nick, Isons, you name it, that whole strip after school is related to me. If you look like me, we pretty much can. What's so disturbing about what's going on, and it goes on everywhere, is you have these, I call them bullies, for lack of better language, used on it, who prey on the fact that you're intimidated by weapons. Uh, They mastermind and they feed on intimidation and fear from our black and brown communities. And what happened this past weekend in, in Somerville, Texas, if any of you going to listen and saw the video of peaceful protesters going on. And I want you all to understand, now I truly, truly understand what it means to have civil unrest in a nation. Tell you I was ready to get in my car, drive 14 hours with my AR-15, my submachine guns, my pistols. And my gang of thugs to come show what thugs really do. All the way from Georgia. And I ain't talking about just folks I know in Texas. Because you had some cowards in masks who were trying their best to bully 12 women and children. Because they were protesting the fact that they did not want an honest, a dishonest police officer to be on the force. Among other things that go on. And as I sat and I watched this. I didn't realize that one of those 12 women just happened to be my 65-year-old mother. And as I sit and I watch this, and I watch three men that don't even know her walk by her with AK-47s and AR-15, I immediately stopped the video and called my brother, who was in Austin. Everybody, if anyone was on the show, y'all know my brother Joseph. My brother Joseph will do and fight to the death for our mother. My father is deceased. And we are all she's got. And the helplessness that I felt a thousand miles, I may as well have been in Afghanistan, that I could not be there to render the aid necessary for my mother. I can honestly tell you, I know the feeling and helplessness of any and everybody out here who's lost a loved one due to this, this, this the, just the sheer hatred for people of color and the sheer not understanding of how things are to go. This was a peaceful protest. They were not hurting anyone. They had signs in their hands. But because of lies drawn up in our current he ain't a leader, just a resident in the White House who continues to spew names and, and things that make people feel empowered to be even more ignorant than they already are. Um, somebody's going to get hurt. I hope it's nobody in, in, in Somerville or in you guys' respective homes where you are. But until this stops, we're going to continue to be a country that's uh, unrest. We're not going to have any peace. 
I I'm against violence at all costs. But I'll tell everyone that's got a listening ear right now, if you are Afro-American or black American, however you want to label yourself, I'm an American citizen, and it's my God-given right to arm myself, train myself and my family. Um, That is a a right given to, to every American citizen, that when you were black at one time, you couldn't own a weapon. And they still prey on that. They still use it, and they use the law uses uh, tactics to make it where you have to have a license to do this. And if we don't read our laws, we don't they we don't know that we can walk the streets with a shotgun or a rifle, just like those guys did on Saturday. But it's the point to where you take it and you brandish a firearm in an intimidation tactic. That it's a felony. So standing out there with our arms, oh, now we're committing a felony because we're trying to intimidate someone. And all we want to do is protect. It was said that they were there to back up the police department. You're not a police officer. If the police department needs help, they better call the state troopers, call the sheriff's department. Unless you're a deputy in this precinct, you have no business being there saying that you're backing up any law enforcement. It is in my heart and to the bottom of my toes and the top of my head with every lung in my body that if something had went or been said just a little sideways, we would be having another conversation right now. And I'd probably be behind bars because I would be there. And this is what's going on across this country. This is why there's such a civil unrest, unlawful treatment, intimidation, and, and, and people fail to realize, white, black, or otherwise, that over 4,000 black souls have been killed or more in the last 100 years. Just say 100 years. I know it's more than that, but just, just say 100 years. Hangings, beatings, killings, fires. And that's just ones that we know about. There's so many that happen that we don't know. People that come up missing. Kip told us about one of his family members that they still ain't never found. They still ain't never found it. What happened to him? You know, you got to, you know, it's just, it's not going to change. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Michelle in a while and I love this. Yes, yes, I, I, that's my next thing. Michelle, Ron, can you unblock uh, uh, 1492? She was there. She can tell you exactly what everything was. Um, and at this time, I, I, Michelle, if you can hear me, I do appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you telling your side of it. And I can only thank you again, you know, for, for looking out for my mom's um, you guys, the first thing she said was, Mike, your mom wasn't supposed to be there, but my mom was where she was supposed to be because I know she's a praying woman, and she was praying that all of it was going to be good, and that's what happened. Hey, Mike, let, b- before uh, Michelle come in, let, let me make sure that everybody understood where we're at based on what you said. Now, you had a group of women that were out there peacefully protesting, and at some point in time within that peaceful protest, you had some other individuals uh, to come up with 
AK-47s, assault rifles, or whatever the case may be, uh, trying to directly or indirectly intimidate those who was doing what the law allowed them to do, right? Correct. Okay, and uh, based on that peaceful protest, uh, the individuals who were involved, uh, they were not on private uh, property. They were never asked to leave uh, that location. They never caused any problem of any kind uh, where they were at. So right now where we're at, everything is exactly the way it was supposed to be under the laws of the United States, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, Michelle, uh, based on what Mike D. has uh, described for us, based on his recollection and his personal knowledge, now we're bringing somebody in the conversation who was there, who can give an eyewitness account of what took place. And so, because I, I want everybody to pay attention and understand, because people always say, well, you should have done this, you should have done that. You should have done this, you should have done that. Well, even when you do the right thing, there's the, 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 the goalpost is always moved uh, from the five-yard line uh, back to the negative five, the negative ten. So, Michelle, come on in and give us a personal account uh, where uh, Mike D. left off, you pick up and go on. Okay. This is my first time doing this, so y'all bear with me. Uh, first, yeah, thank everybody. Thank you to everybody that has been reaching out to me, giving me advice. Michael, I love you. I appreciate you putting me in contact with Sip. I, I, I needed this moment, you guys, because my intentions, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys, what occurred there spans from my trying to go to Somerville a few days earlier, which was a Tuesday, and help protest in a protest for the hiring of a woman named Shana who was affiliated with a murder that the Somerville Police Department, the city council, whoever, was considering hey, bringing Michelle. her into Michelle, uh, let, let, yes. me, let me step you right Just for legal purposes, uh, because uh, the no individuals who, yeah, who, who may have been involved, other than Mike D, because he would have permission uh, to use his mom's name if he you know, so chose to, uh, if, if you can refrain from uh, specifically calling the name of a person for legal purposes, kind of shy okay. away from that and give the person a person be. But I appreciate it. Thanks. Yes, sir. Okay, we went to protest on behalf of a family that was there to vote against the lady that also was being considered to be hired in Somerville. From there, it went fine. A lot of tension because Somerville's not used to. We were supposed to be at a silent protest. They didn't want me to yell, didn't want me to scream. But in that moment, mm-hmm. I had already created myself, my shirt, my, my organization, Voices for the Cause. And then realizing in that moment how tensions are in Somerville and how against they are in change, I was asked by several of the members in Somerville, is there any way that we can do something that would bring honor to the Black Lives Matter movement or to the lives that are being lost concerning our people? I said yes. And in doing so, we planned the peaceful protest. We sent out flyers, and upon arrival, the location that we believe we would be at had been blocked off by construction work. 
And so we went to a whole nother location to where we had to let people know that we're trying to come in, let them know that we had been moved and they were calling by phone like, are we still going to do this? This is where we're at. So we gathered there. It started with three women, just three women. And a police officer came up and the police officer asked, how many of y'all do you think there will be today? Our response was, we don't know why. I'm just asking this, what the police officer said. He went on about his business. He patrolled the area at least six, seven times. It's just Highway 36, up and down the hallway. We noticed that he backed in on the other side of a building. He was watching us. But as he watched, you could tell he's making a call, and that's when the unarmed men, the armed men with the military-style weapons, the assault rifles, the whatever all the armory was and the uh, the mask and all that, they started to arrive. And at the same time, my my group is getting just a little bit bigger because 12 never seems really big when you're up against something like that. But there was 12 women and three children. That's it. We were there. I turned my back to get posters out to start handing to the women, and when I turned back around, the three armed men were right there in my face. My phone was not yet on. That's why when you see the phone, when you see my footage that is going viral, you will see that my phone is at the ground because I'm visibly shaken. I'm not okay. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. I'm just trying to get the phone on, and to be perfectly honest, When I went live, I instantly said there's 25 people watching because I was just that insecure, and that man was standing in my face, and only one person had logged on. That's the only Hmm. thing I could do to make myself feel like at least they would think that they were live and maybe they would watch their behaviors. Wow. We, We stood there. If you watch the video, we stood there. Police from Somerville were there. They did not come over. They did not check on us. They posted up in the midst of the men that had the the assault rifles. They not once tried to disperse it. The men walked down the sidewalk, and at a time, the men came down the sidewalk where we were standing from the right and from the left. So if we were to turn either direction, the men were there with their guns. They posted up behind mm. the building we were on. They posted up across the street in clear vision. They they public they banished their weapons. Let me use the legal terms. They banished the weapons and made sure we saw the weapons, and they did it to incite a riot. They tried to provoke a riot, and they did it to intimidate us. Mm. So that is the basis these, of what happened. Michelle, let, let, let me let me ask you this uh, as you go. These individual people, uh, I'm assuming, were of Caucasian descent, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, go ahead. They have also sent in their own uh, mockery or just trying to get their word out there and defend what they did. They are publicly now 
identifying themselves indirectly but directly, even if you get what I'm saying, they, they don't realize what they're doing to a certain extent, but they are publicly identifying themselves. So for you that have watched the video, if you can visit my page, you will see a clear list of all those that are saying that they were there, but they justified for a reason. They said hmm. that they were there because we had threatened an owner of a store to burn the store down, to tear up the property. But I want you guys to know it was important what I stated earlier. Our location had changed. So if we're at this location, you're following us, you pursued us, you made yourself known to the area we were in because the store was at least half a mile the other way. So if you were concerned about the store, you could have went and posted up at the store, and that would have been more verifiable of you saying that you were there to defend that owner's property. We were on public property. No one had weapons. All we had was posters, markers, and a megaphone. My God. My God. Michelle, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to wait, uh, you know, to make sure that you're finished because I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to mess up anything that you're saying. I think you're doing a good job as describing what has happened thus far. Uh, if you need to add more into it, go, go right ahead uh, and just take your time. You got as much time as you need. Y'all pray for me. Yeah, we understand. We yeah, we, we, we're 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 here, we here to support uh, what what you're saying. Uh, just just take a brief moment. Uh, uh, Run and see. This this is what I'm getting at. I I knew at some point uh, something else uh, had to be a part of this puzzle uh, for those people to just show up and use that intimidating tactic uh, like they've been indoctrinated to do. Okay, and and, and there's going to be remedies and solutions that we're going to discuss tonight. Uh, about that, I'm just trying to d- delay just a little time so yeah. Michelle can gather components because she's doing an excellent job. Let me let me let me help you a little bit. Let me let me come in and help out a little bit, Glass, because go ahead, Ron. You know, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. It's, it's, you know, this is um, America. This is 2020, and as we sit here today, six sixteen. Anywhere across America where there's a small community of blacks, most of the small towns are white. So if you, it's not like New York, Houston, and Atlanta, and New Jersey, and Seattle, and all the rest of that. These people don't want you to rise up. They don't want to give you a voice, regardless of what's going on on the national scene. And we have to realize that, that it's still small-town America that still runs that town the way that they want it to be run. It's still small-town town America that has these KKK societies in it where they dominate. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why when they come to a big town, they don't, they don't get a voice. But when they go to limited towns like that and they see nothing but women and children, children out there, they intimidate them. I feel sorry for what you would do. And, 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 and I just want you to go ahead and, and, and I hope I gave you enough time to gather your thoughts. But go ahead and complete your story if you would. Okay. Uh, with myself being a so called voices for the cause, with me knowing that I was in a small town, as you just referenced, 
And I know that there's a whole lot of of stereotyping and we don't want this and we don't want that. The reason why I feel God gave me Voices for a Cause was still to address the issue of police brutality in a small area without having to black lives matter, this life matter. I'm addressing what I feel is the cause. If you quit killing our black men and our black women, then the police brutality, that whole issue would go away. If the police would leave us alone, you wouldn't have the black men and black women out here trying to protest because you killed another brother or sister. So you, your police are the problem. It's not the fact that we're out here protesting against racism or racist people. We're protesting against police brutality and us saying, leave our people alone. Let us breathe. Let us live. I want you to know on today that even after all this is done, the mockery and the foolishness in Somerville will continue on the, the Internet, on the sites. I've removed myself. I gave my last statement to them. I will not address not another person concerning this except my people, my people, if you understand what I'm saying. I will not address nonsense, but I want you to know that statements were given by members that were there, the, the white members that were there in these ski masks and in the uh, carrying the assault rappers, of weapons, it was stated by them that the police invited them. They asked them to be there. And that thoroughly wow. explains why the police did not come to our aid because they were already there on behalf of the men that appeared with the assault weapons against us. It is it is written. It is I have all of it everything's to my page if anyone wants to see it. They admitted that the chief of police asked them to be there. Wow. Um, has, has the mayor hey, came to you and apologized or anything, the police chief, and apologized for their behavior or anything like that? No, sir. The only communication I have had with anyone per, uh, pertaining to uh, police ranking would be the Burleson County Sheriff. His, uh, can give his name, but he came in. He is the one man you see on the video that I shook hands with. He, uh, we even spoke earlier today. He seems to be really compassionate about making sure that things are, that the police are held accountable, file charges, do whatever you need to do. I don't, I, I have a spirit where I sense things in people now. I can perceive it. I feel it. I don't feel like he's just talking the talk. Instead, he's trying to walk that walk, and he's embarrassed by the way the city of Somerville Police Department responded on our behalf. Wow. Byron? Byron? Yeah. Byron. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm listening because, I mean, th- this is really uh, – it, it's, it's, it's complex, uh, you know, when you look at it, but – uh, like I said, there, there's going to be a proper uh, chain of command that we're going to follow, uh, offer her to follow, them to follow, uh, to try to get a remedy to this. But, but, but my issue is this, is uh, why would the sheriff uh, incite uh, a hostile situation and make it even worse than what it could have been? Because you, you already have... Uh, uneasiness 
You, you already have tensions, tensions that are flaring. You, you, you already have a situation to where all you got to do is pour gas on it and you got to fire. Okay, so... Uh, burn, burn. Th- can, I correct you? can I correct you a minute? You, you said yeah. sheriff. No, the sheriff was on their side. It's the police the department in Somerville. In the chief. In the chief. In the city. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the chief, not the sheriff's department. Sheriff department is on their side. And the sheriff oh, the okay. sheriff that so, arrived okay, so came got, in from Caldwell. Hmm. Okay, so we we got we got a sheriff department and then we got a, a chief of police, right? Yes. Yes. There okay. You go. So, right the chief of police, so uh, let me get this right. The jurisdiction that you were in was under the chief of police's jurisdiction. Yes, I was That's in Somerville. Yes. yes. Okay. It's under, it's under the city police department, which is the Somerville police yes. department. Okay, right. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. To answer your question about, about why, um, this stems back from a long time ago, and it always has. And Michelle knows what I'm talking about when I say this. The the black folks in town, we kind of state ourselves. We do what we're supposed to do. And our counterparts, they run it how they see fit. You know, the only bank in town is ran by our counterparts. Uh-huh. Uh, all the stores in town are owned by our counterparts. Anytime anybody has anything that, that looks like us that's somewhat viable, it it doesn't last long. Not at all. We've had numerous, numerous officers come through because it's just a stopping point. And, and, and nobody really comes through that cares. And you get a couple of them that, that are hometown kids, they'll go in, they'll get a spot. They'll stay for two years maybe and gone. But it's just the one few that get in with a certain crowd at the location where they all met. And and for for better explanation without saying names or anything like that, um, they have a family ties to some of the most ignorant people in this country. And I know it so. I've listened to it from a, from their own family members' mouth. Mm-hmm. See, I'm one of them that hung around the old folks. My grandparents, my grandmother, my grandfather. So I know who these people are. I don't know directly their their, their offspring, and I know what their insight. Michelle will tell you, there's a tree. They built the road around, and it used to bear strange fruit at one time. That's why it is the way it is. That is why it's such an unrest. That's why I'm so pissed. Because it doesn't have to be that way. You messing with a school teacher? Hell, Miss Jerkins is a school teacher. The same little mm-hmm. bad children that they 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 have, they they help. Wow. If I may, my if I may, even after everything was over, this is how. Um, if I may. Ignorant is seen for them to be there in masks. They did start, some of them started taking their masks off. Some of them I didn't know. But one had a mask on, and I was walking to get my posters, and the, the, the child under the mask 
I perceive as someone I have taught or had in class because he said, hey, Miss Jerkins. And when I what looked back, he, t- he turned his head quickly because he realized he wasn't supposed to say anything. Wow. You know, um, Glass, I'm a, you know, I'm kind of upset right why I'm upset. And here's the reason why I'm upset. Because we, we 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 live our lives and we think and we always talk about how far we done came, what all we didn't accomplish. And we look back at our accomplishments when we look at a small town, you know, school teachers out there trying to do a peaceful protest in a small town. And from what I understand, it, it was only a few of them. It wasn't like it was the masses of people out there. It was just a yeah. few people. And mm-hmm. And... If somebody if somebody that looks at that from afar would say, "Well, that's not important." Well, it is important because if you got a small town protest going on and you peaceful, it's no different than any any other place. Those people out there, they fear for their lives. Anytime somebody can bring out guns and, and march around you, you you just standing still and you getting intimidated. There's something wrong with that. My heart goes out to you. I want to apologize if nobody else has apologized to you to this date. I want to apologize for the way y'all was treated. That wasn't right. That's not America, and I don't think that's what we stand for. I know it happens in America, but that's not what we're about. And I just don't know what to say. At times, it's times like these that you just have to remember Mm -hmm. that you're still black in America, that you're still black. Doesn't matter where you go, how high you rise, the office that you rise to, if your skin is black, you're still black, and they're gonna treat you like a black person. Yeah. Mm. So I glass. Profoundly believe, I profoundly believe that had we been twelve white women and their children protesting for the bike fest or for a rally or whatever Summerville may hold, it would have been okay. Mm-hmm. We were. We were targeted. We were set up. They knew we were coming. You guys that are listening, I have the the evidence. I have the text message. I posted most likely on Facebook already where they talked and told five days before our arrival, and they're stating their location. It's not a coincidence. The, the exact places that are listed in that Post it shows the names of the businesses where they set up. It, it's detailed, wow. but they use code. It got leaked to whoever, and I posted that as well. Everything I post because I want y'all to know this is truly the times we're in. This is real, one hundred percent. I can't act like. Not in one moment. I did not have a fear for my own safety. I bought a gun the very next day. I prepared myself. I want you to know that I post like I post because if anything happens to me, I'm going to give you all the answers on my page. I want you to do something for me just listening to you. I want you to do one thing for me. I want you to say your name, say it clear. And, and tell us what Facebook, what's the name of your Facebook page. So if anybody's out there listening, they can go get the information. And we know if you come up missing, we'll know what happened to you. So please say it loud and say it clear. Michelle 
Jerkins, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Jerkins, J-E-R-K-I-N-S, Michelle Jerkins. Wow. Mike, I, I don't know what, what to say. Come on, Mike. Come on, come on, Glass. I was just texting you in the Ron, back. Now. Come on. How how far is uh, she from uh, Pastor Riggins and uh, you know what he does over there in Houston area? How, how, what what area is he in, Jeff? You, you know, one hour. How? Okay. Well, you know. Yeah, he's. Uh, go ahead, Ron. No, I was just gonna say he's he's a pretty good distance from where she is. Um, it's about an hour for either one of us to go there. As a matter of fact, I have relatives in Somerville, and Mike D know who they are. But um, man, that's just it's just crazy because it's 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 but it's typical America. I mean, I, let me make the announcement. Glass oh. glass is kind of busy, so I'm gonna make the announcement real quick. If if you want to chime into the conversation and add to what's what's being said, please push one. And we allow you to come in. We just ask that you that you just come in, and and if you come on the, on the line and you're not talking after you push one, please mute your telephone and let's if so I'm we can kind of reduce you, the noise. No, sir, come on, come on, you, let's. Before you add them, allow them to come in. May I explain to you guys? I just want you to know that I know for each one of us. There's a different calling, a different purpose. There's a different something for what we do. My dad is from that area. He's now deceased. Rest rest in peace, Dad. But all that I do is in honor of my father, Gregory Lee Jerkins Sr., who also in Somerville in 1990 had to start a Community Action Association for the school district there, being able to hire on the first black person ever in Somerville because they didn't want to hire anyone. But I want you to know that my dad started the Community Action Association in 1990 because a young black man there that was attending school got charged with a murder crime. And when they went to the school board on his defense because he didn't have parents or you have the, the, the means to have someone represent him, they were told they had to have an official government agency, something that gave them a title wow. where they could come in and speak on his behalf. So if you Google, Google the CAA Somerville, it's still listed as an agency to this day. But if they had not defended the young man, he would have went to prison for a crime where a white young man was later found to be guilty. Wow. So they were going to use him as a sacrificial lamb to cover up for the one that actually committed the crime. Wow. So I am a legacy. And so even though there's a concern over my life, what's inside of me can't be silent even when I want to be silent. I wanted to stop talking, y'all, in that video. I really did. But I could not. Because what I was speaking came from a place that I didn't even realize was there. And when I went back and looked at the video, I called some of my cousins and family, and I was like, man, I didn't even know I said all that. You know, so all glory to God that in that video I was able to bring the attention needed and say the things that needed to be said so that you guys know exactly what was happening in Somerville, Texas on that day. Yeah. 
I'm done. I'm done. No, you're okay. You you, you get it out because if you don't get it out here, where else are you going to be able to say it? Because most, most people don't even want to hear your story. I'll be honest with you. But here at Blog Talk USA, we want to hear your story. Byron Glass, I know you're out there, and I I, I was kind of waiting on you to come in. I, I'm chiming in. We we got a caller out there. Last four is 7162. Michelle, stay on the line. Mike, stay here. Um, Big Simp, yeah, if you want to come in, just speak up. Okay. Come in, caller. Um, I was just there with uh, Michelle. I later came. I became her camera girl. Um, I was there oh, yeah. during, the, during the situation. And so uh, I've been with Michelle pretty much uh, through the whole ordeal. Let's just say that. But I just got there late to do the camera. And the situation, it kind of stems back to with uh, – like she said, the, the protest uh, with the cops. Uh, there was a remark from the store owner on a local news station, and Michelle found it, and she called it out, a racist remark referring to the citizens of Somerville. So she basically had him to publicly apologize. He didn't like that, and he is the one who – went and told the guys that, you know, uh, threats were made to his building, which were not true because as I later investigated on my own, I ended up on the mayor's page uh, with the article from the protest on there. And one of the guys that was there in the mass stated that maybe it was lies to incite uh, the rage from the guys. But we don't know if it's true. And they're saying that the burning and the looting, it came from one of Michelle's posts. But clearly, that is not the issue because the guy did not state that he would burn down anything. He said that they would have their company to come and take it down. So uh, if you if you travel over to the mayor's page and take a look at the local news station that covered the story, you can see the different comments. And the, the, the ways that they start to tell on one another. So that's what it's stemming from. The guy is upset because he was made to publicly apologize. And because he had to do that, he decided that if I can't, you know, say what I want to say, what makes you think that I'm going to allow your protest to go through? Once wow. I posted the store owner's comments to Facebook and encouraged uh, no support, don't go there, whatever, he started to reap the benefits. He started to feel it because people wasn't going there. So he reached out to me and asked me, well, how can I make this right? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. How can I make it right? And I did. I told him the only thing I can suggest for you at this time is to go and take your post down. Delete your whole page if you have to. It's offensive. Do that, and we're okay. And I've never talked to the man again. He deleted it, Wow! and there has been no more communication. But his son also made it be known that he was one of those there, too, because his father asked them to come. It's on the page as well. Wow. 
So y'all are hearing how we're telling you all these names. So really and truly, even now, if Somerville wanted to make arrests, do anything, they really could. But they're not, no one's saying anything right now other than they're proud of themselves, they did what they needed to do, and they're glad that they're, they're supporting the men that came in with the guns. That's Somerville. Wow. Protect what? There's nothing in that town. Anybody that grew up there, uh, Ann, uh, Michelle, myself, there's been nothing. Through there. there is nothing there. Once the tire plant was bought out by the company, it's Copers Tires, they work railroad, and the railroad stopped really coming through other than just the pass-through and that rail yard was gone, there's nothing there. Oh, the street in the video. Oh, it's something that there, Mike. It's something there. The racism is still no, there. We got, we got a caller there. on but as zero, as the, the, zero one six six. six if you want, I'm sorry, I'm talking over somebody. But um, oh, no, I was saying that the, as far as anything there to destroy, there's nothing. Anybody that lives in Somerville, they will tell you if you're going to work, you have to drive 25 miles in one direction, 15 miles in the other. To have a job, exactly. to go to a job, that but that's not even a decent paying job, but it's, a, it's some that, type of job. True. That is true. The mm. housing is, is there's, there's nothing there, and I'm and I'm saying that, and I love where I come from, oh, but the reason why I'm not there is because there was no way I could viably raise a family and live in that town. If you don't work at the tire plant, if you don't work for the Corps of Engineers, in the small grocery store where the kids work at while they're in school, there's nothing truly viable for that place but a heritage of good people. That's mm-hmm. it. Half of that town is my family. Good family. Okay, Mike, I would just like to interject just for a second. It, it, it's not that it's nothing here, because I still live here. It's that you're not going to get a job in here. You're, you're you not going to get a job. If you are my color, Michelle color, because we are the same color, you will not be hired in any high rank position. You will not get it. You need to go either to the Brenham State School, like Mike said, or you need to go up to the tire plant if you are a guy. They wow. they take care of their own, and that is it. The citizens. The black community, they are at the beginning of town, across the tracks, and on 1st and 2nd Street. You will not find a family up on 8th, 9th, nowhere near there. You will not live in one of their brick homes. You will get your own or you will rent. And that is it. Yeah. You know, if you go to the state school, that's about the only thing you're going to have. And she's right. That is the basis. You know, they talk about systemic racism. There it is, right there in a nutshell. The system is designed, when we graduate from high school, we have to leave because they will not offer us anything in town. And those that will or would have died on. Yeah. And in them saying that, even if you get a position anywhere in Somerville as a black person, the most important rule for you is 
You do what I tell you to do, and you remain quiet. And that's the reason why I had to leave Somerville, because upon my leaving, I was working for the school district, you guys. And I'm just going to share this one story, just one. I was working for the school district. My son was just flabberling. He was just being, it was all over Somerville. They knew he was being bullied, but he was an athlete, so they wanted to use him for his, his speed. Oh, he could do something, everything. Quickest runner, best football, whatever. So they continued to try to work around having to address the bullying situation. And they, the guy, and my son, fought at least four different times. The last time, I was in the hall as the mother, and I bear witness to my son getting knocked upside the back of his head. My son was called into the office. This is how serious it was. My son is getting called to the office, and I go in as the parent to see about my son. And in Somerville, this is what I had to do. I went to the office where they took him, and I knocked on the door. It was locked. I knocked on the door, and I, uh, they, someone came to the door and said to me, you need to go to the class. You need to go to your classroom. And I said, I need to come in here with my son. And the principal said to me, Ms. Jerkins, you need to go to your classroom. Really, you do. And I said, I'm coming in with my son. And I started to push at the door, and he pushed the door back and shut it. So the only wow. option I had in Somerville, Texas, in that moment to defend myself was to turn around with, with the secretary, secretary looking at me with tears in the eyes and said, don't do it, Ms. Jerkins. I said, I quit. Now, as the mother, let me in the office. I quit my job in that moment to defend my son. And that's why I don't fit in Somerville, because in my book, that generation where the solids have to be solid, I never got that memo. I I never understood that. And so I speak for what is right. It doesn't matter the race. I speak for what is right. But if I had to quit my job, my income, my well-being, everything just that day to let it be known, I'm his mother first, I know my rights, let me in the office. I left out. They wanted to make sure everything was okay. I was getting ready to go. I'm consoling my son, and the principal jokingly leans out the door and say, uh, Ms. Jerkins, you still need, you need a job? I said to him, do you have one open? And I went back to my classroom with my son. Wow. That's in Somerville. Whew. Okay, Ron. This I'm gonna is, try to bring you. I'm gonna leave your lines. I'm, hey, Mike. I'm gonna hey, leave the lines wide open. We got. Yeah, man. This is the same town. Give me just. Was six, this is the same town where six people were murdered. Yeah. Three people yeah. went in the house, but they only got one. Just give you an yeah. example. Yeah, I remember that story, Mike. I really do. Last four zero one six six. I'm gonna bring you in. Hello. Zero. Hi. How are you Hello. doing now? I'm good. Yes, um, ma'am. My name is Sylvia Hudson, but I'm an Edmonton now. I have lived in Somerville my entire life. <laughs> the day of the um, I'm also a cousin. Her daddy started the association, and with my daddy also, um, my daddy served on the mayor pro team, worked at Coppers on the school board, and um, this is nothing new. City council. And I was on my way. Oh, and the city council. So 
I was on my way out of town in Houston when I got the live feed of what was going on. And all I could see was Miss Reese and Michelle. And I'm like, why are they walking between all these people? So me and my husband, we turn around because, of course, I'm not going to let her stay up there by herself like that. So I get in one car, he gets in another because he goes from the back and I come from the front so he can see what's going on behind and where all the people is, is standing. So we get there and it's a man in the middle of the road, walking to the middle of the road with his hands all up in the air, asking for hugs. And, and you know, it was just a, they were a horrible them. situation. And the only reason they mocked us is because the the man that owns the build, the business, he got called for being racist. He got called out. And I've frequented mm. his store. He's a rustic furniture store, so I bought probably at least $2,000 worth of stuff from his store. So he personally inboxed me and was like, you know, I'm not like this. You know, it's not this, that, and the other. And so we went back and forth on inbox. And the bottom line was, I will never buy nothing from you. I don't care if there's no toilet paper in nowhere. I won't buy anything else from you ever in life. So he became upset. And so it's just what they've done is they've had these meetings. They've made it more than what it was. They were hoping that by them showing up, we would all get into it and it would make us look worse than what it is. And what has really happened is that it's back and it has really exposed some of you for what it really is and has always been, but they've been able to remain underneath the radar. But now it's wide open. Wow. And it makes no sense. My mama, when she arrived, she worked at at the high school as an aide. She went back to school, got her teacher certificate, started teaching, uh, second and third grade, went back to school, got a master's degree to become a counselor. Counselor position uh-huh. came open. Um, they ended up giving it to a coach that was in a program for a certification. And she ended up going to Snook to be a counselor because some of you would never get her a chance. And she was there for at least 12 years. Well, I understand. Woo, we glass. I know you're out there, man. And I know you biting yeah, sure. at the bitch to come in. And I don't want to cut you well, off, but no, Ron, it, it, it's it's you know it's been uh, several things that you know have been uh, you know floating, and uh, you know the one that I would specifically like to address is the most recent one. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, if there's an attorney that's out there that deals uh, specifically with uh, you know civil rights violations or whatever the case may be. Uh, but what I would do is is I would gather all the information. Up that they have, and uh, I will put it in the format of a uh, actual, uh, at, at, or at some point a potential suit, or uh, to sit down because they have every right uh, to go and uh, protest whether it's peaceful uh, or whatever else it ends up being. You know, nobody knows that because uh, it, luckily it didn't happen this time because they were 100% provoked, and I'm glad that they used the level head aspect rather than make it worse because that's what they wanted it to be. They felt like they could push them to doing worse than what they did. So I applaud them for that. But uh, on this, uh, I would make sure uh, – now, I don't personally deal with the NAACP because I have my own personal reason for not dealing with them based on what I have been involved with before, and it didn't pan out. So if there is an organization that's out there like that that may be better than the one here, uh, National Action Network or whatever the case may be, uh, I wouldn't personally – let this, uh, you know, just fall by the wayside without at least trying to pursue uh, something because you got to remember the old tactic that was used in uh, 1619, 
uh, on up until now is the same tactic. Okay, they know that you're going to complain for about two or three days, and then you're going to drop it, okay, and everything is going to go back to normal. And that's what we keep losing that because things do go back to normal. Uh, nobody push uh, the person to the corner and make them do what's necessary. Now, an apology may not even suffice. I'm not sure because they were there. I wasn't. But I, I would definitely try to find uh, some lawyer uh, for your organization that uh, maybe even could write uh, some type of cease and desist in the event that something else has happened, or, uh, you know, possibly, uh, you know, litigate this, uh, you know, even if it's, uh, you know, just a civil suit based on intimidation or a violation of your civil rights. Now, I, I personally hold the uh, chief of police responsible for uh, not protecting and serving. As a, re as, a, as a result, he incited and escalated. So, uh, and again, it's easy for me to say because I'm here. You guys are there, but uh, Ron, uh, you know at any point you can message me, and I'll send as much information as I can, but I definitely don't think uh, that it should just go by the wayside because Mike D has given out a, a lot of factual information, not what somebody heard, uh, not what somebody uh, has said, but what he has witnessed uh, along with the other two general ladies. So I, I think there's enough information there uh, to, for the community, one, to pull together and continue chopping this tree, and eventually uh, some of it will still lean and then eventually it will fall. But I would definitely not uh, let it fall by the wayside. Mm -hmm. You know, Byron, I've I seen a, a reporter go up to that, I think it was the sheriff, or not the sheriff, the, um, what do they call him? Police. What's the guy over the city? Police chief on the news here in Houston. And, and that guy really... He really didn't act like he want, he he didn't really want to say anything. As a matter of fact, he got smart with him on camera. But I think that one of the things I I, I clearly clearly don't want to miss on this show is that that police officer that they talk that they was talking about they was trying to hire in Somerville was the same police officer that husband choked to death a man outside of Dennis. I think it was Dennis restaurant somewhere yeah, here in Houston. Yeah. And she stood mm -hmm. by as a deputy, and she couldn't get a job back. So she she went to Somerville to get a job, and that kind of goes to the problem of what's going on in America with police officers with not being able to to trace where they came from and the problems that they have that they have in their previous location. Now she's gonna go somewhere else and try to get a job because they didn't take away a certification. And I think that's the problem with police officers, and it's going to continue to be a problem, especially in small-town America, because even in Somerville, if she don't get a job there, the next county over will probably give her a job doing the same thing that, she, that she's trying to get there. Because somebody stood up and said something, that's where the issue comes. They don't want nobody okay. to say anything. They want to be able okay. to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Yes. With, with the situation... With the um, the job hiring, I need all of you to know that the the lady had already been hired on in Somerville once by the chief. Investigation into her by someone else within the community found the story that led her to being exposed as the lady. The, the officer at Denny's when that incident occurred. So Somerville had her there for 
maybe six months, got rid of her, got rid of her because of the story. And, but we later find out the only reason why she was able to come back around and be considered for that job is her and the chief of police worked together in Houston previously, so they knew each Tell other, the and that's why they was trying to get her a job there in Somerville. That was her connection. Yeah. So the chief you just basically knew. broke it down. You broke it down to where a child can understand that, and that's the problem. That that I think glass. That's one of the major problems that's out there, Sim, is that they 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 protect their own. I don't care if, yeah. if they do something wrong in one place. They got some buddies that left and went to other cities and other smaller counties, and and they get their job. They continue to work. They continue to to spew that that racism that's out there. So I don't, I don't know if we're gonna ever change that. But I will tell you this: y'all keep protesting. These kids that are protesting don't ever, don't ever shy away from protesting. You say it's in in your blood. Don't ever shy away from protesting. But I would advise you to make sure you have your phone with you or your camera person, as as you said, if if you decide to do it again, and always be on the lookout for you. Just just kind of watch what, yourself what, because what, 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 you, you know. Uh, there was a time, and I, I know your situation is different now, but uh, if mm-hmm. need be, uh, and, and the time allows, uh, if we can uh, do the live broadcast while they are out there protesting, so it, it'll be, uh, you know, factual, uh, you know, uh, they can do a live, uh, you know, web stream or whatever, because, see, when the world sees facts, they can't dispute them. They can try, but they can't dispute them, because if this has been going on since, uh, these individuals were uh, younger uh, kids, and it's still going on. It's not going to stop the day or tomorrow. It's still going to be there. So, yeah, I'm like you. I think uh, whatever you feel in your heart, you should be able to go out there. And it's, it's your right, just like it's their right to come there with assault weapons. Okay, so you have just as much right to be out there. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, make your crowd uh, even larger, if, if need be. Put some males in there, uh, uh, you know, because, again, I, I think you have a heart a passion to do the right thing, and, and I will applaud you to continue to do it. Don't be afraid. Uh, just just pray before, uh, you know, things happen, and make sure that you are protected by, you know, that what you need to be protected by. But, Ron, I, I'm wondering if the minister is still out there because I'd I like to get, uh, you know, some, some information or some feedback from him uh, because we're missing that component. We, we, we've had shows uh, for seven or eight years, and it's been very few times we've had ministers to come on uh, voluntarily unless we invited them on to talk about whether it was a church, whether it was a collection plate, or whatever the case may be. So uh, if, if he'd like to come, chime in uh, and, and chop it up with us a little, I'd like to hear that. If not, we can go to another caller. Okay. I think the minister's line is open. I uh, left it open. So he's out there if he wants to come in. Okay, uh, Re- Reverend Hall, are, are, are you out there, Reverend Hall? Okay. I can tell you we uh, got a full, a full board going on. We got a caller call that's out there that just came in, and the last four is 9540, if you wouldn't mind bringing them in, Glass. Okay, we're, we're looking at about 8.30 still, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You listen to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, caller, you may come in at this time. 
Yes, uh, thank you very much, uh, my dear brothers. This is uh, Mike. Uh, how are you today? How you doing, sir? Hey, what's up, Mike? Yeah, fine, thank you. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, you know, the question uh, right now is... Mike, Mike. We... Yes, yes. Hey, let them know where you're calling from, please. Uh, this is Brother Mike from Singapore. Singapore, okay. Go ahead. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, you know, this uh, problem that we have uh, civil unrest in the United States, it's, it was long overdue. That's number one. And number two is because of so many blacks. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say blacks. African American probably is a better word to use. Sorry. Uh, you know, and I, Mike, 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 uh, Mike. I'm black and I'm proud. It don't. You call me black. It don't bother me at all. Okay. That's the color of my yeah, skin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I know. I, but I mean, I don't want to. Kiss, uh, I want to try to use a, a good uh, judge, good good word. Uh, wording, but that's fine. I will say black. Yeah, it's better for me to. It's easier sometimes. So anyway, this uh, we have seen the killing of our brothers and sisters uh, in, in the hands of the police. Uh, I mean, from Eric Gardner uh, to um, Ahmed Arbery, Mr. Brooks just recently, and uh, George Floyd, of course, uh, uh, three weeks ago. And we have so many other ones. At least we'll keep going on. I mean, we are sick and tired of seeing that police is abusing their power. And, you know, yes, uh, we saw in case of uh, Mr. Brooke, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, first of all, you always have to exercise your Fifth Amendment, even the the police cop that who killed uh, 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 eight minutes and forty six seconds put the leg on George Floyd. Uh, also, he he exercised his uh, Fifth Amendment. They keep asking him any question, he doesn't answer. So if he doesn't answer, then they're not going to use it against you. You see what I'm saying? But uh, what happened? The mistakes happened. Let us see what mistakes happen in case of Mr. Brooks. First of all, Mr. Brooks, uh, you know, talking to those this cop uh, like a uncle, like a brother and sister. No, cops are, you know, they are not your uncle. You are not your family members. So he was saying, yes, I have had one one drink or something. Yeah, it was birthday of my. Uh, little one, you know, etc. So, yeah, although he was nice, he was trying to engage them in the talking, but actually, whatever he said, they used him against him. You see, when it came to uh, the police said, uh, uh, that, oh, we are investigating you, we are investigating you. And so as a result, what happened, uh, they said, well, would you take it, uh, 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 you know, a special test for us? And uh, many times, I mean, he did not answer, you see. If he would not say yes or no, 
Okay, take me to book me. Book me, take me to the thing, and then uh, we go from no, there. No, you know? no, 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 no. Okay, there, is this there Michelle? Are too many. I'm going to speak because we will not we will not sit silent and let someone tell us that it's the way that we respond as the reason why we're killed. For one thing, we see too many that are shot in the back. So if they're shot in the back while running away from the crime or shot through a window while sitting in their car, you aren't giving us permission to do absolutely nothing. Sorry you're misunderstanding what we're trying to address here on today, but your point is kind of defending what we're speaking out against. I think you're on the wrong ground. No, 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 no. no. Let us uh, let you let me finish what I was saying. I was You're saying, be uh, you, you know. First of all, you know, even that guy, he's is up to today. He hasn't spoken yet. He's uh, exp- uh, you know, uh, experiencing his uh, uh, Fifth Amendment, and yet, you know, you, you, you know, there is officer, you know, yes or no. That's it. You know, here's my ID. Yes or no? Um, As, you know, they try to Mike, Mike, I want to address that. Lots of Mike, Mike, I want to that too. Let me let me just just say something, Mike. Um, we have we have went through this, and we we we've tried the yes and no officers. Yes and no. The only thing that I that I know is, that it, as a black man, if I'm standing on my feet, I'm still alive. If they go to take me to the ground. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to fight for my life. At one time, I would have never said that. But after seeing how many people was killed in America right. for not standing up and fighting for themselves, after seeing the recent videos of people that they take to the ground and the only thing that they do is basically take their life, I don't blame. I, at first, I blame this guy for getting up. But if they put you to the ground, I tell any black man in America, if they put you to the ground and you're on your feet when you get there, Fight for your life, because once they put you on the ground, your life is in their hands. As Ooh. long as you stand well, up and hold on, yeah. I, I don't talk much, but I'm gonna tell you like this here. You're talking about a town that when you hit the city limits, coming from Caldwell, get behind you and follow you to the other side of town, all the way to the underpass. Then they pull you over. Then they call bag up. You're already nervous. Now I'm talking. This happened to me in '87. Not alone, not alone, I'm getting upset because he said something that touched me. Not alone with Mike D's sister when I stayed in jail for 12 hours. I ain't do nothing. Didn't know Mike D, didn't know Michelle, didn't know Sylvia, didn't know nobody in Somerville. They held me in jail for 12 hours talking about Mike D's sister. This is self-talking. I know all about Somerville. Somerville uh-huh. is not going to let you make it. They're going to pull a gun on you. Number one, I was in the United States military. They dogged me and my brother out. Both of us behind each other in cars going home for Thanksgiving. They put us in a ditch in water. Mm-hmm. It had just rained. And we in the United States Army. Somerville is not a place to play with. And they're not going to nope. play with you. So I'm, I'm with them on this, on this case here. I done been in Somerville. I was in Somerville in a basketball tournament in a church. And they followed me around. I had a 300. They followed me around the city the whole time. This is what Somerville police do. 
So what you saying, it might work in other cities, but Michelle Wright, this don't work in some You have to speak up. Nobody going to be quiet these days. We have to talk back. And, and, and the days of the yes master, they stealing your watermelon is over. My dad was the president of NAACP, so I done seen a lot of stuff. I done seen people get pulled over. I done seen uh, Reverend Ross get beat up on the side of 521. And he was a police. Two white police beat him up on the side of the road. So you can't say just be quiet. You're going to take a whooping regardless, so you might as well fight back. They're going to get you. So I'm talking. Absolutely. I didn't know Mike D. I didn't know Mike D. Then. I didn't know Sylvia. I didn't know Michelle. I didn't know Gwen. I didn't know nobody. When I came to that city, that city used to scare me. I met them at church at a basketball tournament. And we've been friends ever since. But that town now was the devil to me. I used to be scared to go through that town. Because when they come at you, whether you're coming from Brenham or you're coming from Caldwell, the cops going to follow you all the way through town if they don't know you. They're going to pull you over and mess with you, keep you on the side of the road 30, 40 minutes. You're nervous. Why did you pull me over, officer? Shut up. First thing out their mouth. So you want me to be quiet, and I want to know what I did wrong. But if they put a white man over, they're not going to ask all them crazy questions. Number one, they're not going to even pull them over. So, mm-hmm. Mike, I know where you're at, you overseas, but you come over here in the real world. It's not like that, bro. It's not like that. I'm in Victoria right now, and they just followed me to work this morning. Followed me to work because I got a nice-looking truck. So I understand what you're saying, but you need to come to reality, bro. Come back in 2020. It's it's, it's reality over here. Absolutely. Uh, Can I just say something else? If you don't mind, we do have one uh, black officer here. Uh, He did uh, decide to grace his presence today on Facebook, and uh, he does state, because he is a yes man, that uh, if the protesters would have uh, just not been there in the first place, it wouldn't happen to them. If they, if if some of the protesters, when they seen the guns, if they would have went home and not been so messy, they wouldn't have been in the situation. So Who you don't that? have nobody for you here in Somerville. The black officer here. Wow. Okay. Okay. I missed that. But uh, screenshot it, please. Okay. On I will say this: the 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 only person in my life, and I'm 42 years old. God said the same be 43 in September. Mm-hmm. The only man that I know in Burleson County that got respect when it came to those Caucasian people, they didn't mess with when they came to them Caucasian people. I'm his father. I got a ticket, and it beat me home. Went down to the Justice of the Peace there in Sunville. I never heard a word about it. My grandfather, Roman Moore, my grandmother, Canola Moore, them the only people I know that they didn't mess with. The only ones. But then I seen my granddaddy slap somebody off his front porch and wait for Burson County Sheriff's Department to get there. I don't know what he did, what he said, but he was not, I'm going to be quiet. Like Tim said, you can't be quiet. He was not a be quiet. You mess with me, you got a problem on your hands. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was a quiet man. He spoke soft. Anybody that's on this phone call, let know him outside of my mama who's listening. No. When he spoke, he meant business. They don't, if you speak up, they can't stand it. They got to find a way to shut you up. They do not like you. If you speak up for yourself, it's a problem. If you go home and go in your house, you do fine. If you mm-hmm. come out your house and they, it's a problem. They, they, they just, 
it ain't there. It just it's, it's always and it's been that way for years. Wow. You know, as I as I listen to you guys, I, I know Byron I know Byron himself feel the same way I do. It, it, we didn't I didn't grow up in Somerville. I grew up in Houston. So sometimes when you hear about small town America, it's it's I won't say it's no different, but it's, it is different because your families grew up there and your your history came from there, and you know the people that you're dealing with probably went to school with some of them. And now they're in positions of, and, and the same thing that you went to, went through when you was in high school, probably elementary school, and all the rest of that. You, you're facing this adults now, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have no answers for you. I really don't. I know that 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 it can be resolved at some point, but unless we continue to fight for what's what's right. It ain't gonna change, don't give up. and and, and mm-hmm. it, don't give up. Don't don't ever stop fighting. I don't care what it takes. You, you just don't stop fighting. And whatever we can do here at Block Talk USA to kind of promote it any kind of way. You got Byron Glass. You got Sherwood Simple on here. We do this show every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, and we used to Byron and, and Simp, Y'all know we used to try to come up with a topic um, at least about three or four days in advance. Now, we, we, there's, there's so much going on in the world today that you can't come up with a topic because by the time the show gets there, something else has happened. Another black person has been killed or something's has happened in this city or something's like your situation that happened in Somerville where, where the mainstream media is not jumping on that. They're more concerned about what's going on down here in Houston. They would go all the way to California about something that's going on before they just go right down the street an hour away and and hear your story and try to try to understand your story. I hope mm-hmm. and I pray that somebody out there listening on the airways tonight that will get your story and, and and at least follow through on it. So when y'all go out the next time, at least somebody will be there to to help you out. And I know it's a Ron. it's a small organization. Yes, sir. I think the past out there when you get through talking. I'm sorry to cut you off. The past out there when you get through talking. What's his last four simp? Because um, there's so many people on the line right now. I need to open up his um, last four. Okay. I thought, Pastor, I'll if you're out there, push one. Pastor, if you're out there and you're on the line right now, just push one. That's all I'm asking. Push one and let go, and then push one again, and I'll bring you right back in. I got a lot of lines that's open right now. So glass, I I, I know you're yes, in Louisiana. So um, yes, <laughs> tell me what you what you gonna add yeah, to Ron, this, a, please. Yeah, it's about eight fifty three p.m. Central Standard Time. You listen to Blog Talk USA Blog Talk Radio. We're discussing uh, here tonight current events uh, events that have allowed people to uh, see America from a different standpoint, who have been personally affected uh, by these. Uh, issues. Uh, we talk about mental health a lot. Uh, we're going to have to have mental health as a part of this component. Uh, again, uh, people are supposed to be protecting and serving rather than doing that. In some cases, they are inciting and escalating. We're supposed to be able to de-escalate a situation. Uh, once again, uh, we're going to bring uh, Reverend Hall. That Reverend Hall, earlier we asked a question. Uh, th- there's a, a fiduciary relationship, or should be, between uh, the church house, 
the schoolhouse, uh, the courthouse, mm-hmm. uh, and even the jailhouse. Uh, and uh, we oftentimes uh, find that uh, in some cases, not all. So when, when we point out something, we're not saying uh, all people fit in that uh, particular right. situation. But we, we, mm-hmm. we have an issue sometimes uh, like these ladies. Uh, they need to be uh, spiritually counseled because they are internally affected by uh, the trauma that they've had to, uh, you know, occur. So what what is it that uh, you feel that uh, the church or churches, uh, pastor, uh, reverend ministers, uh, you know, might be able to do uh, in this plight because the, the gospel truth uh, has to be uh, told each and every day, not just on Sunday. So uh, here tonight on Blog Talk USA, what, what can you offer us from a spiritual standpoint that might uh, help these individual ladies uh, to get over this hurdle that they're dealing with now? Yes, well, I would suggest most definitely they need their pastors, just like a sheep needs its shepherd. They definitely mm-hmm. need love, they need covering, they need counseling, and they need representation. Just somebody that's just going to come mm-hmm. in as their spiritual leader, as a shepherd would do a flock of sheep. Uh, mm-hmm. That love, give his life for the sheep. I mean, uh, I apologize for the church, man. I repent for the church, just for all of it. The church has gotten a, a, more into a style show, more into, you know, commodities and how many toys you could collect and all that kind of stuff. And there, there's a disconnect sometimes between the people. Amen. You know, this particular sort is very serious. I believe when that, that monster had his knee on George Floyd's neck in Minneapolis and he began to cry for his mother, I believe she showed up. I believe her spirit showed up. I believe the spirit of all of our ancestors. I believe the spirit of God showed up. And there's something happening differently, and they're afraid of this. And the problem, uh, I'm not going to try to be long, but the problem uh, lies within the white church has the key, and they have the answer to fix this whole problem. But because many mm-hmm. of them are racist, many of them are, are white supremacists, many of them are about their whiteness and sit back. Their silence has brought this violence. And they're being mm-hmm. empowered. They feel like we have a, uh, out of control, a maniacal president in the White House who's really has given confidence and boldness to all of these uh, uh, white boys, white men, white women, for that matter. And they're coming out of their shell, they're bold, they feel like they have backup to do this. But anything God hasn't given you permission to do, you, you, you're not lawful in doing that. And if, and if man don't get you, God don't get you. The church must provide uh, counsel, wisdom. Uh, I don't know the area. Me and my brothers have a gospel group. We sang in Somerville years ago, back in the late 70s, early 80s, quartet group. And uh, But I'm not really familiar with the area, but some type of minister's coalition or alliance or something has to get together. Not just one preacher, but a group of them uh, get together uh-huh. and form like a confederation or uh, some type of uh, alliance, what I'm saying, coalition, and, and front those that. strongholds. Y'all have that? Uh, we have this that. Is gonna have to be, this, this is going to have to be responded to. I mean, they get together, confront City Hall, confront the sheriff, confront the mayor, councilman, and get in their face, get in their vote as a group and say, we are not tolerating this. You do not pull no, no, no assault weapon on, on women. These are mothers. These, these, <clears throat> these, this agency birthed us into the world. And you're not going to be traumatizing little children and little kids just because you feel in some sort of way in your whiteness or in your, 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 your complexion brings you protection. No, the devil's a liar. We're not going to tolerate this. You can get in their face, mm-hmm. be heard, and provide counseling, provide food, 
provide shelter, whatever is needed. Uh, there's power in the numbers, but most definitely they will need the church. The church is going to have to come out of the four walls. I don't know if we'll ever go back inside the four walls. The way things this corona done taught all of us a lesson. Maybe God just Thank you. Church out in, in some of the streets of Somerville, streets of Atlanta. God's getting the church in the streets of Minneapolis, Houston, everywhere. Come out from these four walls, confront the demons and dragons that are in your community, your county, your city, or whatever. Confront them. Lo, I'm with you. Jesus, that was the last word. Jesus said, Lo, I'm with you. Don't worry about no AR-15, uh, AK-47. I am mm-hmm. with you. I to protect yeah. you. But get in their face and tell them, we're not tolerating this. It's, uh, uh, you got a different generation now, uh, and we are not going to tolerate this. And we demand action. We demand action. And then phone calls can be made, different ones uh, can be contacted. Amen. Celebrity status or whatever that can be brought in to add a voice. Uh, Amen. And and get a letter. Uh, we, we can just take this pretty much where it has to go. But one thing we're not doing, we're not backing up. We're stepping up. We're right. not backing up. So that's my suggestion for the church. So just be more military. Be more militant. It's not about the three mm-hmm. suits, the bow ties, and the gators no more. It's about life. It's about the community. I remember when I was past, I passed it in Jasper, Texas for seven years, where they drew Jonesbury Jr., the base of a pickup truck. I knew the Bird family. They were good friends of mine, very good friends. Fell in love with the family. And I, I, I represented children sometimes get, uh, unjustly getting kicked out of school. I went before the school board, I remember, for one of our members' sons. And uh, I went, went to the school board and sat in on a school meeting, school board meeting, and represented him. and said, this kid, this young man, this kid needs to be reinstated back in the school. Serve his disciplinary time or whatever, whatever. Even that was sketchy. That was questionable. And I said, as of now, he I want he needs to be reinstated back in class. And uh, that's what we got. We we got that. I represent another friend of mine had a little issue came up with the uh, city council. Went with him to a council meeting one night. But none of the other pastors were there. I was the only one. Uh, none of the other pastors was there. And. Uh, I gained a friend. He, he fell in love with me. I fell in love with his spirit. I said, hey, man, I, I got your back. We, we, this is what Jesus would do. He would defend the widows, defend. Uh, so not to preach, mm-hmm. but this is the role of the church, uh, to get in the street, get where the rubber meets the road, become a part of the struggle, become a part of the battle, and really get in front of it and lead it. And uh, we're going to win. Uh, we're going to win. I feel Amen. When this crazy Trump experiment is over, uh, some people are going to be in trouble for not taking a stand for God's yeah. people. When this Trump, when this Trump laboratory, this nonsense is finally over, and it will be, uh, what are these going to do? They that have been so fervent to support him and his wrong and whatever. Uh, I just wonder what's going to become of them then when the dust clears. And, and now you're going to have to give an account for what you did. You did not stand up for God's people, so God's not going to stand up for you. Wow. Wow. Well, see, uh, in about 10 minutes, uh, he's done more uh, for Blog Talk USA than many have uh, just by, without making a comparison. Uh, uh, Reverend Hall, uh, thanks for coming on and, uh, you know, giving oh, that uh, you know, work of encouragement, uh, you know, to everybody that's here. Uh, I hope the gentle ladies, uh, Mike D., his mom, uh, was able to, uh, you know, get some type of resolve from that to let them know that just because uh, one may be failing uh, in another place 
there's another soldier that's out there trying to pick up and do as much as uh, he can uh, via, uh, you know, this radio broadcast. So, uh, Ron, uh, we're looking at now about 9 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. We've got about 30 minutes left. Uh, do we have any other callers that's out there who would like to chime into the conversation uh, based on what they've heard or add to? Uh, we're talking about civil unrest here tonight uh, on Blog Talk USA. Ron, we have any callers. All you got to do is press 1, and uh, we'll bring you in. Aaron, your line is open. Okay, Aaron Hopkins, are you out there? I, 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 I think you need Aaron to find the mute button. If okay. not another another lady that was there, she's on the line too. Her name is Ann Uresti. What what is the last four digits of her number? You know? Do you see it? Go ahead, Ann. Put your numbers up or something. Well, no, 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 no. Have a push. Have a press one, release it, and then press one again. One, one six two five. One six two five. Call a one it. six two five. Okay, I got it. I got it. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, yes. we can hear you. How you doing? Yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm sorry, y'all. I forgot about the call. I didn't get off work till after seven, and so when I was trying to call Michelle, she told me y'all were on. But yes, I was there um, Saturday at the protest when um, we were getting, getting our, I was one of the ones that was late. So I did, I, I felt bad cause I didn't get there in time, but I was late getting there. Um, we were just in total shock when we saw those men with their rifles. I didn't have my phone on me at the time. I had to run to my car, grab my phone. Cause I wasn't planning on taking pictures or video. We had no, no reason to, we were just going to be there a few hours and so when the gentleman started walking up on the curb we couldn't believe it it was just myself michelle and one of our our high school teachers miss reese so it, it shocked me that something like this was happening in somerville but what was i guess what hurt me the most was the police there did nothing i mean absolutely nothing they didn't come over there to separate them from us they didn't come over there to see if we were okay after they walked. And one of them whispered to me. You can hear it on my video. One of them whispered, uh, we're peaceful if you're peaceful, and walked right by us. When they came back the second time, uh, we did have more uh, community members show up with their children. And so those children were there. They witnessed these men walking by with these rifles and like I said, the entire time that we were there, the police officers, the local police officers did nothing. They stood on different corners of the streets or parked across the street at the restaurant. None of them came over there to see, were we okay? Uh, let me get these men away for y'all. It took our live videos for our friends to see to start calling um, outside authorities. They called Washington County. Washington County called Burleson County. And I think after 30 minutes or so is when the sheriff finally showed up. He was the only, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he was the only um, uh, officer that came to check on us. He made the men move away from the other side of the street, go across the highway, but he wanted them away from us. He left officers there uh, to make sure that they didn't come near us again, um, but our local police officers did nothing. And from what I'm understanding, the chief was there. He was in a white unmarked car that sat across the street yes. on one of the yes. little back roads, and he was just watching. He never, I never saw his face. The only um, 
face that we saw was the first cop. I'm not sure of his name before the protest started. He stopped in the media and he said, how many are y'all expecting? And I looked at Michelle and I'm like, I don't know. It might be just us three. We don't know. And not even five minutes later is when those gentlemen showed up with the guns. And they weren't going to scare me. They tried to intimidate us. I guess they thought we were going to leave, but we weren't going to leave. So we're looking at all their, they're telling on themselves. Like I said, they were masked, wouldn't reveal themselves then, but then they wait till they start when they're found out that they were asked to be there. They were asked yeah. to be there by the chief of police. They were asked to be there by so-and-so. So now they're telling mm. on themselves. So we know several of the men that were there. We don't know them, but we know of who they are now. They've made their, their presence. Yeah, their names. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it just it just is something I never never expected to happen. Never, not in Somerville. If I may, we stood there in our position as women and children for forty six minutes and twelve seconds before the sheriff did arrive. I actually went back and looked at the footage. I also need the audience to also know that the only way we got some of them to back down before we were assisted, even with the police there, is one of the ladies from our group went over to make it visibly seen to where they could see us actually taking their license plates, numbers, or either videoing. And that's the only reason why some of them began to leave, and they went back to their meeting place, which was another store that was in town where they all met up before they came over to see us. They went back to the meeting spot where more people were gathered just in case they needed to come in. Wow. Yes, yes. Because at the end of the, after all the event was over and we went our separate ways, I got a phone call that majority of the men that were at this rally were down at a local auto supply store, which is Shoppies. So I went down there. I had made it home. So I went down there and I parked across the street and I started videoing again. I took my camera out and I started videoing. I started taking pictures, and majority of them had their masks off, but I did not recognize one of them, not one of them. I be, I was being told because the shop the shop is owned by Jeff Shoppy. It's it's our Shoppy's Auto Supply, so the he's part of the city, uh, the city council as well. Um, but he allowed these men to meet over there, and he allowed them to I guess gather, make sure they had their guns loaded. I don't know, but that's where they met prior. Uh, to the protest and after the protest because we had many people in the community tell us they hey calling us you know there's people with guns and we're like what yeah we were getting different phone calls texts and I'm like who said what yeah so it, it it just like I said I grew up here I went to school here I moved away but I've been back here a little over a year and a half and that's another mm. thing that upset me they didn't believe they didn't believe none of us were from Somerville the police chief, oh, and bad. they made that statement that they didn't believe none of us were from Somerville. <laughs> and we were, yeah, we, were so, considered, we were considered a mob that was going to come into town, us 12 women with two children, three or four children, we're going to come into town and we're going to burn it down and loot the city and we were going to riot. And that's the excuse they had. They believed we were going to come in from, we were out of towners. Despite, yeah, that we were going to bust, we, we were going to bust people in. <laughs> yeah. Y'all were yeah. Antifa. That's what you were. Yeah, that's Y'all what they said. We were Antifa. Yeah, that's what he. That's exactly what they referenced us to. No, they sure did. Watch the Fox News. 
Sunday, I was like, my mind was all over the place Sunday. I couldn't wrap my head around what happened yesterday was no better. I'm like, okay, what did that really happen to us? And, uh, I still, you know, I'm like, okay, I was so glad to go back to work today. It gave me something to do. It kept my mind off of it. But um, I'm not done. I'm not finished with them. Um, I plan to be up there tomorrow to uh, file a complaint against the chief of police and, and go from there. There you go. Um, cause there you go. I'm not done. I, I'm mad. I'm, ang- I'm angry. There you I'm go. I'm angry. You, and you, I'm, use, whatever, use whatever legal remedy that you have that, that's yes. afforded to you under the Constitution. And then you yes. let those who are in that legal aspect fight for you. Yes. Yes, that's what we're going to do. We're trying to get – I mean, I had friends telling me that Channel 13 News was trying to reach me. Well, I've been trying to reach them, and I haven't got a phone call back. I've reached out to the yet. I haven't heard anything back. So we've been just local. I've, I've been to our local paper. I went to Brenham's local paper. Uh, I gave a statement to K, KWHI in Brenham, but they – they missed <laughs> They missed me. They they pissed me off. <laughs> they caught. They messaged me on Facebook. They wanted to know, can we use one of your, can we screenshot one of your videos and take a photo from it for a story about the protest in Somerville? And I was like, yes. I was assuming he was going to call me with questions. Um, I gave him my phone number, and about an hour later, I see a post on there, and he had already spoke to the chief of police. He spoke to. Uh, some of the owners, I guess, of the rest, the restaurant and the the other building or whatever, the store that they claimed we were supposed to burn down. He got their side of the story without even speaking to one of us. And so I made a comment on there. I'm like, you, KWHI contacted me, and this is what, what y'all got out of it. You never called and got my side. Within five minutes, they're calling me, apologizing. I said, take my name off that photo. I gave them credit. I gave them my name to use for that photo. He said, do you want me to take the whole photo down? I said, no, take my name off of it. I said, I want to see an edit. I said, because you used that. You didn't tell me that you were going to use my photo for their story. So he went in there and didn't edit and uh, put my name. I'm, I'm not afraid to put my name out there. I'm sorry, I'm not. And so he edited. He put my name in there, what I said, because they were saying that we were not from Somerville. I'm like, how do y'all know that? You didn't, you didn't even the police chief never talked mm. to any of us. None of them. None of the police officers came and spoke to any but what, of us. What, 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 you know, here's what I would advise you to do. Every, I, would, I would copy whatever article that they have, and then you go back uh, uh, verbatim, word for word, if you can, and rebut everything that they say. In other words, whatever lie that they made, you put the truth, and then you will be able to point out that the media is being biased based on the situation that you guys are trying to uh, find a remedy for. Yeah, yeah, we did. A lot of our people in the community did that as well because when they saw the article, they were like, that is not what happened. Uh, so many people saw so that video, and they were saying that is not what happened. They put their, you know, they were they they saw it. I've, we've had like 10,000 views on this video, and um, it just, they know, they saw it. They saw it with their own eyes. And so for them to get on there well, and say what didn't happen and what did happen, yeah, it, well, it, it, it never, pisses you, you off. Never know, you never know who they're connected to as well. Oh, since yeah. Since we're small towns and they are related, and you just never know. The man that wrote the story could have been related to anyone on the council or police department. We don't know. So, right. Well, right. Which, 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 when which I lived is, in Brenham. Which is, 
which which is why I'm, I'm saying that uh, if that newspaper has got a uh, Facebook page or whatever, then if you copy uh, whatever it is that they put out there, and then you come back and rebut it, because remember, we can share just as much as they can share. Yes, 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 and that's what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And, we've been screenshotting. I've been. And whatever you sh- whatever you share out there, share it on Blog Talk USA. I'll, I'll make sure it gets posted. Okay. Out there on okay, our page, and that. another thing that another thing that that happens in glass, Mike and Simp will tell you nine times out of ten the story the story once it it seems like a small story right now, but I can guarantee you somebody's gonna contact you tomorrow because of a small little place. We we only try to help one person at a time. If we can help mm-hmm. one, we're happy. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you the media is gonna be contacting you soon because. It, it's it's a story that should be told. I, I don't think that this oh, is yes. going to go away, especially the way no. that y'all was treated. Yes. Well, Ron, that, I'm that, also say this too. Hey, Ron, it's, it's, Ron, they, it's, uh, they can. Mike D, just hold on. Quick. Just they, they can. They can also reach out to Michael Bazin of Facebook page. You can reach out to uh, Steve Harvest page. What? So we have outlets now that we didn't have back okay. in six. Whatever okay. outlet you have that leads you down the road to success, grab a hold to it. Go ahead, Mike D. So I was going to say that uh, and when I talked to Michelle earlier today, Facebook ain't on your side. Mm-mm. Because they were trying to say that they were, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but it was a negative thing. And they were trying to, they only giving us so much time to take the post down. So I went and shared it on Twitter. I literally posted it on Twitter uh, this afternoon to make sure before it got taken away as best I could that it was shown. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, I've, I've reached out to a couple of people. Um, I've reached yeah, out to I, a couple of people here at Atlanta that I, I, I'm trying to see if I can get something going too as well. I changed a lot of my studies to private because I, I was afraid they were going to try to uh, – take my video down. I had four videos that I thought they were going to try to take down. So I changed the settings to just friends only right now. Um, but I'm willing right. to share it with anyone, anyone mm-hmm. else I, that I know won't take my video down. Yeah. Cause I want it out there. Well, you, you got, well, you well, guys can send also, it, send it to me. They can also share this yeah. broadcast, whether it's uh, by text oh, or by multi Yeah, because that's message. another way to get this. <laughs> Say it again, Glass. Glass, I want, I'm a, no, even I'm, if I have to mute the lines, this is very important for y'all to hear. So if everybody would just be quiet and listen to Glass for a minute, because they can't take this yeah, down because it's nothing there. What I'm going to tell them is that uh, you can share this uh, by, you know, by going and you can text it to all of your friends. They can listen to the broadcast just based on a text message. You can share it on Facebook, and you can put whatever uh, heading you like on there. You can share it on Twitter. You can share it on any social media outlet. So uh, anybody that haven't heard this, they can hear it because this is global. Uh, you know, the, the broadcast is actually global. So anybody that you want to hear, you can even send it to a, a station or whatever the case may be. But make a long story short, Whatever avenues that you guys have, it, the, the road may seem tough, and it is. But let me let me just tell you, don't give up nor give in because if they feel like they got it this time, your second time is going to be harder than the first because they're going to feel like it's going to be simple. Mhm. Will do. <sighs> also, also one other media, and he he's a hometown boy right here from Houston. Go to Roland Martin's Facebook page. 
for everybody that's out there, go to Roland Martin's Facebook page. You can, you can send him a message. He, he's he's doing his own thing out there, and maybe he can bring some light to it. Normally when he brings some light to it, everybody wants to get on board after the end also. So right. you have to, you have okay, to use just, whatever avenue that you can use. I just found him on Facebook. Roland, okay. Roland, Roland Martin Unfiltered. Just send him a message. Yeah. Because he's on top of Texas issues, too. So I just want to tell hey, you, Ron, just they, use what they, come they can on. also reach out to Sean King. They can also reach out to Sean King. Yes, I started to do that as well. We now, Sean King is very good. And let me tell you guys this. Uh, j- just as a courtesy, and see uh, what the end result is going to be. The, the pastor indicated that certain things should happen from uh, the spiritual side. Uh, reach yes. out to, uh, you know, your minister or a minister that's in charge, if they have an alliance or whatever the case may be, and let them know, because I do know this, in some places uh, the minister is highly respected unless that person is selling out and they know that they is. So I, I would give them a chance mm-hmm. to tell you no rather than assume that they're going to say no. Exactly. Okay. Ron, we're looking yeah, at about, I, we got about 10 minutes left. Yeah. And, Mike, um, I, Michelle, if you're out there, I want, I want to give you, I think we should give Michelle a chance to talk, give everybody that's on the line. We're going to go from Michelle to 0166 to Mike D. And, Glass, you can pick it up from there and close this up. Michelle, come in. Okay, um, I don't have much to say except thank you all. I know we're down on our time now. I've learned a lot. I've been taking notes. I'm listening. I will apply. Y'all continue to pray for us down here. I'm in agreement with the other ladies that were there as well. Y'all, this has been a real serious, really frightening, really difficult situation for us. But I ain't, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. I won't run. I won't back down. And I do have a loud voice, even without a magnaphone. So I <laughs> plan to be heard. I plan to be heard. If I have to go and Come file on. charges, I file charges. If I have to call you, I called the city hall so much today, I started using another voice so they'll go ahead and talk to me. And after a while, they just took the phone off the hook. They don't have answers. They have one lady working in the city hall, if y'all can imagine. So just please, if you can, come out when we do this again. We will rearrange, regroup on the 27th here in Somerville, 4 to 7. Everyone that can come, that can show us some support, please do so. Please do so. And it still will be pertaining to police brutality. Yeah, because we Thank didn't get to point out that day. Thank you all Absolutely. for your support. 0166. The last four, your telephone number is 0166. If you would like to come in, please come in. Okay. <laughs> Hello. I just want to say thank you all. This has been a very open experience. Um, just continue to remember some prayer. We are going up against a lot of people. Of all races that are not happy about this, but I feel that 
Now is the time. Absolutely. Sixteen twenty-five. Last four. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Okay. Um, like Michelle said, just continue to keep praying for us. Um, I know this is going to be a battle. Um, I was hesitant about speaking to people at my job about, you know, do do I let them know what's going on? They were like, you did nothing wrong. So many people in our front office, my administrator, my uh, DON, they saw the video. I did nothing wrong. We did nothing wrong. And I don't feel like we did anything wrong, but I didn't want, I know that I knew they would see the video. That video was shared over 269 times, so they saw the video. And um, yes, I was ma'am. like, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm trying to bring shame to them, harm to them, because that's not the issue. You know, we're trying to bring awareness, and us trying to bring awareness ended up, you know, we were, we were, they intimidated us. They were trying to intimidate us. They were trying to scare us, and they didn't do that. They just made us angry and mad and want to keep going and keep and see this through. I'm, I'm not going to stop. I'm with Michelle. I'm not going to stop because that should have never happened. It should have never happened. It, it shouldn't have been allowed. It shouldn't have been allowed. But just keep praying for let, us. Let, cause let, like, let, yes, let me ask this question. Uh, the reason why uh, they were all women, were, were men invited? They were unaware? They just didn't show up? Or Can, can you address that for me right quick? Some of them had they, to work. Yeah, some had to work that I know of. Go ahead, Michelle. They were invited. We posted the flyer to the public. Some were at work. Some were on the video just watching. Many of them that said that they were going to come, I guess, was in route or either they just got busy. But the excuse to not having men there, there is no excuse. Our community, someone should have showed up. Someone should have been there. If if we the women are out here protesting for Black Lives Matter, including the men and women, and just against police brutality, someone should have been there. We did to have two men arrive after they became aware of the violence, and also I forget it was three. I want y'all to know that there is a town for those that are not familiar with us. We're in Somerville. But one man, and out of just respect for him, I'm going to call his name. His name is Cassius Harrison. He drove from Bryan over 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes away to take a stand with us on that day once he saw what was happening. But in our own community, for some of those that were seeing it, they stayed wherever they were at. Hello. And Ron, I asked that question uh, for a reason. I know you did. You you got it. I know you did. You you got to remember. Yeah, you got to remember, power and dominion were left to men, okay? And I have an issue, and that's the reason why I'm asking. I, I don't want to comment on it yet, but that, that's one of the shows that we're going to have to do next because it, it makes absolutely, absolutely. no sense absolutely. all of those women to be standing up out there. And somebody, I, I, I don't even want to address it now because I'm getting hot, and I haven't been hot this whole <laughs> night, uh, and I'm pulling on my bow tie because I'm, I'm getting I'm, hot. I'm getting frustrated. Yeah. Because, so, Ron, take it on. Absolutely. Over. You know, you know, one of the things I'm going to say this, and there's very few people that's on this line that's going to understand what I'm saying, but it's a lot of people walking around with a square and that's driving around with a square and compass on their car and the Eastern the Star. That's in that town. Right. So if you're about what you say you're about and do what you say you do, 
you should have been the first ones running out there to defend these ladies. Or at least your presence. Yeah, I'm yes, calling indeed. you out. Yes. I, yeah, there I'm was calling you out. Just like we call out the pastors, we can call out all those those little organizations that's around there that <laughs> wear those fraternity signs and everything else. This that was the cause. But you know yeah, what's to walk around and, showed and put on your colors and walk around and strut your stuff and you can't come out and support right. women that's in your own town? Yeah, don't leave the other aspect out. We call ourselves That's out. Right. We point the finger at ourselves when we fail. So we're trying to be balanced across the board. If, if it's something that we're not doing, we call each other out because it, it's right. time out. The, 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 the chitty, chitty, bang, bang, and all other stuff, it's either you stand for something or you fall for, you, you'll fall for anything. And I have an issue with those ladies standing out there because I was raised by all women, and everything I got in me was as a result of my mama. And I'll never let a woman stand up if not if 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 I can't stand beside her. So that's something that we yeah. got to address. We're looking at about three minutes left in the broadcast. Can I say Mike something? Mike D, if you got something, yeah, come on in. This is uh, Mike's mom, and yes, ma'am. I'm a very How you doing? I'm a very, I'm good. I'm a very peaceful person, and I was really, I was just, it, it just really. I don't have words to explain how bad that made me feel to see those men coming with assault rifles. And I hadn't planned to stay, but I just couldn't leave those ladies there. And Michael told Mama, go home. And I had to think about my son. My other son said, Mom, you need me to come, but that was a two-hour drive. And so I left, Mm -hmm. and I came home. I came home to get something. But my younger son said, Mama, don't do it. So I'm afraid. I'm going to tell y'all I'm afraid because I have no one here close enough to me to protect me. And I remember when Obama was running for president that last time and I had my signs out. And every time I put a sign out, somebody took my sign. Every time. Mm -hmm. So I know there are people around here or close around that will know me. And I'm afraid that because they know that there are no men in my close vicinity that will protect me, that may do something. So I'm asking y'all, what do I do? Yes, ma'am. Hey, 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 hey Ron, I, I got a message just before we go off. Uh, 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 this guy is highly intelligent. He's been on the broadcast before. He said, uh, let me know if Miss Jenkins needs some logistical support or extra hands. Indivisibles uh, got folk out of that way, I imagine. Uh, so you got people that's listening out there. Uh, whether they're on the line or whether they listen to the broadcast on the link. They are listening. And see, Ron told you that this thing will come together. We've done it before many, many, many times. As a result of just these little small voices right here, it, it, it carries, it carries, it carries. So, hey, simple. if they need to reach out, I'll get them in contact with this person. Yes, oh, yeah, I I'm going to talk okay. to my old woman. I need buddy, to okay. Don't worry about it, Michelle. Um, Glass, go ahead and close yeah. us out. Uh, Pastor, if you're still on the line, give us a prayer, and we're going to – Close it out with you. Reverend Hall, close this, it out. Reverend, yeah, I'm still here. Boy, this has blown me away, and uh, I'm so glad to be a part. We're going to get this done. We're gonna, as the old saying, we're going to get her done. Lord, we thank you for our time together. We thank you for the meeting of the minds and so many ideas of wisdom, like rivers of water that have flowed through this time. It's going to be fruitful. It's going to be productive, and we know it, and we thank you for it. Give everyone on the call a blessing. Give them sweet rest. Protect these, our sisters. 
Lord, we thank you for the, the mother of Brother Mike. We thank you for angels that stand around the perimeters of her property and all that's on this call. These my sisters that was involved in this unfortunate incident. God made angels stand around their quarters armed with the blood of the Lamb. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 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 Thank you. Y'all take care. Good night, everybody. Good night. God bless. Thank you.